Thanks for checking out the Church RC podcast today. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you. Now, here's Pastor Brian Sparks. So glad to have you here at the church. Uh, if you don't know who I am, my name is Brian Sparks. I'm lead pastor here at the church uh, RC, and we're so honored to have you here. We pray uh, that this might be your church home. And, uh, but obviously we understand that we're not the church for everybody uh, But we know that we are the church for somebody And, uh, and we pray that somebody might be you And, uh, and so, uh, but we're honored to have you here And I just came back, I, I was at a conference uh, Speaking at a conference in uh, L.A. And while we were there, I visited the outer realm of hell It's also known as Disneyland the unhappiest place on earth, I think, is their slogan. Is that right? The unhappiest place on earth, is that right? It seems like it should be renamed that because uh, what I discovered in, in, in my journey to the outer realm of hell is that you spend all of your money. That's not a good experience. Uh, you walk miles and miles and miles in the heat. Is That's not a good experience. And you stand in lines for hours and hours on end that it's not a good experience how is this the happiest place on earth it's not that is my answer and you know i I found out this i found out uh the amazing thing is that disneyland uh is is the size of the parking lot of disney world everything in disneyland the resorts everything is just the parking lot for Disney World. So that's the outer realm of hell, and Disney World is actually the inner circle of hell, I believe. So uh, just so you know, I, I, I hope, I know that we will have to go there because my wife is a Disney nut. I don't understand it. She loves it. And uh, so anyways, but, but uh, we are back, and I'm glad to be back in Texas I love Dallas, Texas area, and I love Royce City. I love everything about this area. I have people that say, oh, I just wish I could live in L.A. You can have L.A. because I like it right here where I'm from. Amen? And, uh, and so we're uh, finishing up a series. This is the last message in a series that, that, I preach called, uh, that I've been preaching called This Is That. And, uh, and if you've missed it, you can always go online and listen to it. Uh, we encourage people to actually listen to the podcast because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. And, uh, and so the, the first message that I preached was about praise and worship. And uh, if you didn't hear that and you kind of wonder why do we do praise and worship? Why is that a thing in the church today? You can go online and listen to that. I hope it explains it. Uh, the reason why uh, we do a lot of what we do is because God asked for he is God and I am not, so I'm going to do whatever he asks for. Amen. The, the, then Crystal preached a great message called Strangely Wrapped uh, Packages, I think was the name of it. And uh, it was an amazing message. We were, uh, it, I thought it was just an incredible. It really was kind of the whole premise behind the entire series. And then uh, I, I preached uh, last week a message called Does God Still Heal? And the answer is... Yes, God still heals. We believe in a miracle-working God. Amen? And, uh, and even though my Aggies didn't win yesterday and I prayed for a miracle, it's okay. Uh, so 
you know, the, the truth is, is God still heals. God still performs miracles. We believe that. And, uh, and then today, I'm wrapping up this, the series. Uh, so if you have a Bible, turn to John 14, verse 16 through 17. And then for time's sake, we're going to skip down to 25 and 26. You do not want to miss next week. My wife is going to be preaching. Come on. And it is going to be amazing and good because she's incredible. And everybody just endures me to hear her once a month. And uh, so it's okay. I, I've come to terms with that, and everybody agrees with that. So um, anyways, but that's okay. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be good. I'm excited. And then we'll kick off a brand new series the following week. If you have a Bible, John 14, 16, 17. I'm going to read out the Amplified Bible because I like the way it words and the way it explains in this passage. Normally, I can't handle it because it's too much, uh, but I like it here. It says this, And Jesus said, I will ask the Father... And he will give you another helper. Somebody say helper. Come on, somebody say helper. Comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener. Stand by to be with you forever. Sounds pretty good. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it doesn't see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be in you. I have told you these things while I am still with you, but the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, stand by the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I have told you. Amen. If you're taking notes today, you can title this message, Ghost Stories. Ghost Stories. Lord, I thank you right now for the Word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your Word. Lord, they didn't come to hear a Word from me. They come to hear a Word from you. And so, Lord, I pray right now that you would use me to speak to the hearts of your people. Let every life be changed. Let no one leave the same in Jesus' name. And everybody said... How many of you love a good ghost story? I mean, you like good ghost stories. Anybody in this place? No? No, I'm, I'm okay. I don't like ghost stories. Uh, how, many like haunted, how many like haunted houses? Anybody like going to haunted houses? I hear that there's a haunted house in Dallas that they'll actually give you your money back if you make it all the way through. Uh, that's pretty good uh, odds that I will never be there uh, because if they're that confident in their scaring abilities, I'm just going to take them at their word because I don't like pooping my pants. And, uh, and so here's the, here's the deal is that I don't really get the whole, I, I'm, listen, if you think that I'm an anti-Halloween, Pat, we're not going to do a hallelujah night at our church, okay? It's okay. I, I don't believe it's the devil's holiday. I believe that most people just want free candy. And, uh, and they like dressing up. And, and uh, we don't ever dress up because mainly my wife says the outfits that I pick out for are inappropriate. So, uh, and all the men said... Amen. You're like, hey, this looks good. I don't know why you're not wearing it, but uh, um, anyways, and so, uh, but but I I'm not really big on Halloween, and I'm not big on ghost stories. I'm sorry if if a clown jumps out at me, he's gonna get punched in the face. That's just 
It's my nature. It's the way that I was raised. And don't jump out and startle me or scare me because it's going to end up bad. And on my income, I can't afford lawsuits. So, uh, but but here's the deal: is that that the the truth is is that I think that a lot of it stems back to when I was a child, uh, because. Uh, my parents were very, liberal, you know, they were pretty loose with what they let me watch. But uh, come on, I, I had to, I got to watch Jaws when I was like six, and I would not get in a swimming pool. Come on, you couldn't get me into a swimming pool for a year because I thought, man, at any moment Jaws could manifest even in a swimming pool, you know, because Jaws is bad to the bone, right? And he could do anything. And, uh, and so I was scared of Jaws. And then what really got me afraid of Halloween, uh, I went over to a friend's house when I was about uh, nine or 10 years old, somewhere around there. And uh, they decided that it was right around Halloween. And they decided that it would be a great idea to watch Tales from the Crypt. And if you remember Tales from the Crypt, you're old. You're old as I am, and uh, and so uh, tells from the crypt, and I was, and I, and of course I'm young, I'm impressionable, right? I'm sweet and innocent, and I don't know what's going on. And they said that it's going to be a great show, and so let's watch it. And I was like, okay, sounds good to me. And so I'm watching this show, and I ne- I can still, to this day tell you exactly what the episode was about. I remember every detail of it, so I'm going to share some with you. Um, what, what it was was these, these two men had left a bar, and they were walking down a dark alley. Some of you probably, maybe if you've watched Tales from the Crypt, you'd probably remember this episode. They were walking down this dark alley, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a gargoyle appears in this dark alley and eats this man's friend. This is already traumatic, right? It's like, oh, this is not good. Well, the gargoyle speaks to this guy. Another thing that would freak me out, right? Not only am I staring at a gargoyle, but now it's talking to me. It speaks to this guy and says, I I, I tell you what, I'm going to let you live if you promise never to speak of this day ever again. Don't ever tell anybody what you witnessed here today. The man, of course, come on, said absolutely that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. I, I won't say a word. Mouth is sealed. How many would be right there with the guy, right? Because I, I like to live. And, uh, and so, you know, he goes about his life. He kind of gets over this trauma, and, uh, and he, he gets married, and life is going good. But he still has these horrible nightmares, as all of us would if we had this experience. He would wake up in just cold sweats and, and uh, screaming at the top of his lungs because this is co- constantly haunted him. And, uh, and finally, his wife he would always ask him, what is the dream about? You know, just tell me what the dream's about. And he's like, no, I can't tell you, I can't tell you. Well, years went by with this happening, and he would say, no, I can't tell you. And finally, about 10 years into their marriage, he said, you know what, okay, fine, I'll tell you. So he he tells her what happened to him years earlier, and she turns into the gargoyle and eats him and flies away. I should not witness this as a young child. No one should have to witness this. So now I leave this experience, and all of a sudden I'm afraid of dark rooms, dark alleys, dark streets. Come on. And I've seen my mom angry, and I'm thinking at any moment she's going to turn into a gargoyle and take me out. I'm still a little freaked out that now that I'm talking about it, that my wife might turn into one 
right? This is something, and here's the thing, is that even though reality, the truth and reality would say this, gargles are not real, and people don't turn into gargles and, and, and vice versa. That doesn't happen and all of that. But what I saw and what I watched and what I heard and what I experienced that day forever changed my mind on dark rooms and people. And here's, here's why I tell you all of this is because I think the same thing has happened with the Holy Spirit. See, and immediately I get pushed back. And that, that shocks me because here's the thing is I've always had a healthy experience with the Holy Spirit. And I've, I, I, I've always had this kind of, I've been in this atmosphere and it's not been, it's not crazy, it's not anything. And here's the deal is that when you really begin to understand, because I get it, I've been in places where it, 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 it's been like, whoa, what's going on and all of this stuff. And I just want you just to just tap your neighbor, on, on, the one on your right, and say, hey, don't worry, this isn't going to be weird. Tap your other neighbor on the left and say, it's not one of those services. Just everybody take a deep breath and let it out. There you go. Here's the thing is that, that most of us don't have a problem with uh, God the Father, right? We all understand God the Father. We have fathers or we've been around good fathers. So we can kind of relate to that. Most of us kind of picture God the Father. I picture him. I don't know about you, but I picture God the Father kind of like the Abraham Lincoln Memorial. Come on in D.C. He's this giant man on a big, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's just the kind of the way I picture him. And so maybe that's not the way you picture him. And then everybody understands Jesus the Son. We've seen paintings of him since we were kids. We've seen him in movies. Come on, he's got long hair. He's got the beard, and he rocks mandals. Come on, he's, he's cruising around in, in, in mandals. or He's got the Jesus cruisers on, as they were called before mandals. And, and, uh, and so here he is, and, and, and so we can picture him because, you know, he's sitting, come on, how many of y'all picture Jesus and he's sitting by a lamb? You know, that's just, the, it's just kind of one of those things that we can picture. But what about that Holy Spirit stuff? Like, the Holy Spirit, like, I can't picture him. I, I don't like spirits, and I don't like ghosts. It's weird. It's one of those things. And here's the thing, is that, that I, I, since I was raised in this, I, I have this thing to where I feel like Christians should take back what the Holy Spirit is. I, I, I'm telling you right now that we've already let Luke Bryan hijack country music. I'm not letting weird people hijack the Holy Spirit. Come on, where's King George when you need him? Amen. And I know some of y'all went to Luke Bryan last night, and you're sitting there like, oh, oh, no, no. Did we post any Facebook pictures? You did, you did, and I know who you are. And I'm ashamed to call you a Texan. Take off your sunglasses and look me in the eye, Luke Bryan. That's all I'm saying. So here's the thing is that, that, that we have all of these people and there's this fight going on because most of us have heard ghost stories. Most of us have, have if you've never been in an experience or been in a church service that's weird, you, you've heard stories of it and it's freaked us out. So here's the thing is that immediately whenever somebody mentions the Holy Spirit, somebody pushes back and they say, oh man, I don't know about that. I, I'm not sure about that. Holy Spirit thing. But here's some things that you need to understand. Number one, that the Holy Spirit is mentioned 800 times in the Bible. 800 times. And in fact, in the very second verse of the Bible, in Genesis 1, verse 2, it says this, and the Spirit of God hovered 
over the waters. Here's the thing, is that the Holy Spirit has been here since the beginning of time. He was at the very creation, and he, it's just one of those things. Here's the other thing you need to understand, is that, that it's one of those things that, that, that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are three in one. Are you with me? It's called the Trinity, I'm just kind of explaining some things. I'm in teaching mode a little bit today. But the the Holy Spirit is is part of the Trinity. You cannot dissect God. You cannot dissect uh, Jesus the Son. And you can't dissect the Holy Spirit from each other. They are three in one. Okay? They're all together. They're a package deal if you want. Here's the thing. is me and my wife, we're a package deal. Here's the thing. God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit are a package deal. And I just want to kind of, can I just, can I just get rid of some myth? I nearly call this myth busters because the truth is, is that a lot of us have bought into myths and lies. And can I just get rid of some of them? Can you give me a blank slate? And, and I just want you just to give me a blank slate. Just hear me out because I want to explain. To, I want to take this back. I want to take the Holy Spirit back. I really want you to see. I want to paint the picture of what Jesus painted. Amen. That's what I want to do today. Not what you've saw or heard or watched on some horror film, I'm talking about what Jesus actually said and did and talked about in the Bible. Amen? You know, here's a, a few things that the Holy Spirit is not. Number one, the Holy Spirit is not an it. It's a he. Okay? I know that doesn't seem... That, that, y'all remember Pat from Saturday Night Live? You don't know, is it a it? Is it a, is it a he? Is it a her? So they just call it an it. Here's the thing, is it's not cool to call people it's. Right? My, uh, my son was, um, when he was first born, we were walking through Walmart and we're cruising along. And, uh, and this lady goes, oh my gosh, look at this baby. It's, it's so cute. What's its name? Now, all of a sudden, like, I, you want to make a mom mad? Call their baby an it. I see this, I mean, I see this cute blonde girl go, it's not an it, it's a he, and his name's Ryland, and you will call him Ryland. Like, I'm like, easy there, tiger. Like, this is, but here's the thing, is that over and over and over again in the Bible, even in this passage that we just read, it says Jesus referred to it as, not uh, the Holy Spirit is not an it, but as a he. And he says he and him and he and him and over and over and over again. Here's another thing that you need to know about the Holy Spirit is when Jesus is talking, it says this is the last, the, most scholars would say that, that in, in John, uh, the, the passage that we read in John 14, 15, and 16, this is in the last 12 hours before Jesus goes to the cross. The last 12 hours. Now, I don't know about you, but when you leave departing instructions for your people, it's a big deal, right? Are you with me? You, you kinda, when you're leaving the house, you're telling the babysitter, I need you to do this and this and this is all important. And, and so this is what Jesus is, is, is describing the Holy Spirit in the last few hours, okay? And so it, it, here's the thing is he's not an it, it's a him. The second thing you need to know is the Holy Spirit is not weird, People are weird. People are weird. The Holy Spirit is not. How many of you have ever been in a weird church service? Come on, just lift your hand. I will trade stories with you in a minute. I've been in weirder church service than you've ever thought about being in. And uh, 
I don't know, Perla might be able to hang, hang with me. So, so here's the thing is I've been in some weird church services. Uh, and uh, one day I was, I was in a, a church service, and you can always spot the weird one. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, they're always barefoot. Like, why are you barefoot, dude? Like, Number one, you don't even know what these, these are gym floors. Put some shoes on, right. And, uh, but here, here's the thing is they're always barefoot and they always got a flag hidden somewhere. Like what is the deal with the pocket flags, man? I'm telling you right now, we are a no flag church, okay? If you pull out a flag, you're going down. That's just the way it works, okay? We got, we got trained flag spotters. You pull out a flag, you're gone. We, we, I'm sorry, it's just the way it is. And they always want to dance down front. What in the world is going on with guys and leotards, dude? Put something on, okay? You need to put on some wind shorts to cover up that stuff, all right? That's gross. Sorry. It's third service, anything can happen. So, anyway, so I'm in the service, and this lady, you could tell, like, she's got the long, wavy come on, long wavy gown, something on. I don't know what's going on. And she gets up and I'm like, oh man, it's about to go down. She gets up and she says, oh, the Holy Spirit has given me a song. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be good. Because you know, that kind of stuff is kind of like a train wreck. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't look away, but you know that you should because it's bad. (laughs) But you kind of, you kind of can't. It's like, you know what? It's just one of those. And she gets up and seriously, and I'm not lying. I promise you, you can ask my dad if you don't believe me. She starts singing the song in the jungle. In the jungle, the come on, y'all know the song. But of course, she's got to Christianize it. The Lion of Judah sleeps tonight. Come on, she's got to make it Christian. And here's the thing is I'm sitting there going, this is so bad and awkward and horrible. And, and, and I took away two things from this experience. Number one, that the Holy Spirit was nowhere in that building. Uh, like the Holy Spirit's like, dude, that's not me. I feel like when, when, when you get up and say the Holy Spirit said, and it's not the Holy Spirit, he's like, dude, that's not me. I just want you to know that's not me. Number two is that lady was weird without Jesus. Okay, you with me? Some people are weird. No, you can, it doesn't matter. They're just weird. And there's, you can, they, they might throw the Holy Spirit in on it, but it ain't the Holy Spirit. They're just weird. Come on, you all got a crazy aunt that's weird no matter what she claims to be. And here's the thing, is that I understood something, and I think that a lot of people don't. That, that here's the thing, is that God is not weird. People are weird. And here's the thing, is none of us are perfect. All of us have issues. All of us have things. All of us are a little crazy. But here's the deal is that the Holy Spirit is not weird. Come on, somebody say he's not weird. He's not weird. Here's some things is when Jesus describes the Holy Spirit, can I just take you back to what Jesus said about him? Isn't that what we want to know? Come on, not what we've experienced or what we've heard or what somebody else told us. I've had people say, stay away from those Holy Spirit people. Okay, well... Last time I checked, the Holy Spirit, Jesus, and God are three in one. So what they're literally saying is stay away from God people. Oh, got quiet in this Presbyterian church. That's what they're saying, right? 
Stay away from them God people. And, and here's the thing is when Jesus describes the Holy Spirit, it's not weird. And so I just want to go back to this text, and I just want to explain to you what Jesus says the Holy Spirit is, right? Are you with me? Here, here let me ask you a question. When Jesus, Jesus says this, the first way he describes the Holy Spirit is this. He's your helper. That's terrifying. Anybody else terrified by helpers? If you're terrified by helpers, you've never moved, right? Because <laughs> I love helpers when I'm moving, right? And, and here's the thing is that, that Jesus, the first way he describes, it literally means this, to come alongside, to help. That's what, what Jesus describes. Now, let me ask you a question. If Jesus showed up here in the flesh today and said, hey, I want to give you a helper, would you say, no, thanks? I'm good. Appreciate your help, Jesus. You did good on the cross, right? Nobody would do that. What if he showed up and said, hey, I want to give you an intercessor, somebody who's going to pray for you? How many of you would say, no, I'm prayed up good. I'm good. I got it. I got it taken care of. Thanks, though. Nobody would do that, right? So here's the thing is that if you would not do that, why would you be freaked out when Jesus describes the Holy Spirit as these things? Why would you be freaked out by the Holy Spirit? It's because you've had a misrepresentation of what he is. I was talking to somebody after uh, first service, and they said, I've never heard a message about the Holy Spirit. Here's the thing, is we treat the Holy Spirit kind of like he's Cousin Eddie from, uh, come on, from uh, a National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Y'all know who I'm talking about? He's like the other guy. We don't want him to show up, because when he shows up, he messes everything up. That's just kind of the way we treat him. And I think it's a wrong uh, misrepresentation of who the Holy Spirit is. So I'm going to give you what Jesus says that he is. Number one, he is your comforter. He is your comforter. I love this. Because here's the thing is that you got to understand, I don't know about you, but I need comfort sometimes. Sometimes life deals some serious blows, and, and it seems like nothing's going right in my life, and I just need, I just need God to comfort me. I need some comfort in my life. My, uh, uh, I was, we were out one day, and um, I had a friend with me. And it was a Texas winter. Come on, you know what I mean. It was hot in the day and then got freezing cold at night. Y'all know what I'm saying? And, and smart Texas people always carry a jacket. You just always have a jacket. I always carry an extra jacket in the car because you never know what the temperature's going to do. And, and my friend was with me, and I won't mention any names, Michael Martinez. But <laughs> And I'm sitting there, and, I, and it's cold out. I put my jacket on, and it's, it's pretty chilly. It, got down, it was one of those, like, 80-degree uh, days that got down to, like, 40 at night, and so we're sitting there, and I had an extra jacket in the truck, and he had a short sleeve shirt on, and it's 40 degrees, and I said, man, you want my coat? I got an extra coat in the, in the, in the truck. He goes, no, I'm good. It's like, man, it's 40 degrees. Like, it's, you're going to be cold. We're going to be out here for a while. You, you want my jacket? He's like, no, that would be weird. <laughs> now, here's a, here's a few lessons. Like, it's weird to wear another man's underwear. But another man's coat, come on. It's not weird. But here's what he was saying is I'm refusing comfort because it's coming in a package that I didn't expect. And that's exactly, here's the thing, is that God has given you everything you need. And some of you under, under, need to understand that you need comfort. And that's exactly what the Holy Spirit is here to do. He's here to bring you comfort, not freak you out. Number two, he is your advocate. I got to move. I got three minutes. He is your advocate. 
Here's the, here's the thing is there was a, there was a man who had decided uh, his son had turned 16 years old and wanted a new car. And how many of y'all, how many 16-year-olds want a car? Amen. And uh, I, I, anyway, I don't have time for the story. So anyways, but, but he decided he wanted a new car. And he took him down. He said, Dad, this is the car I want. And, you know, it was a new used car. And so he was like, you know, uh, son, I'd love for you to have it, but I don't have the money. I'm sorry. And, uh, and he goes, come on, Dad, just buy it. And he's like, I can't. He said, but here's what we can do. We can pray. The son was like, Dad, come on, I don't want to, come on, you don't want to hear, let's pray. Come on, let's just pray and believe God. You don't want, you like, no, I, you want somebody just to do it for you right then. And he's like, let's pray. He said, okay, he said, let's pray. So they prayed. Two weeks later, the man got called into the HR. And HR said, we have made a massive mistake on your paycheck for the last two years. We are making it right and slid across a check that was $500 more than the car that they had looked at for this, his son. And here's what I'm telling you right now, is they prayed and they believed God. And when you understand that the Holy Spirit is your advocate, that means that he is fighting on your behalf. You understand that I don't have to fight my own battles. I don't have to. I can take my hands off and say, God, I'm giving this to you. Holy Spirit, do your thing. Work. I love the synonyms for it because we don't use ad advocate very often. So here's some synonyms for it. It means this. An upholder, a supporter, a backer, a promoter, a spokesman, a booster, a proponent, a crusader, and a fighter. I don't know about you, but I need God like that in my life. That's what Jesus says the Holy Spirit is. The third thing he says is he is your guide. He is your guide. Isaiah 30 verse 21 says this, your ears shall hear a word behind you. Saying this is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Here's the thing that, the, that, that Jesus said the Holy Spirit is also he's a, a guide for your life. Now, we just spent five days in L.A., and, and our car had an onboard GPS, and everybody said, amen. And before I left the house, before I did anything, when we were going somewhere, I programmed the address in because I've learned two things, that number one, uh, being lost is not good for my marriage. All the men, I don't, I don't know what happens to me. Like, I turn into a different human being when I become lost, and... And uh, number two, I like getting to where I'm going, right? And while we understand that with GPS and we understand it with our phones, the truth is, is that we have to understand it with our God, that he's here to guide you. I love that scripture because it says this, there's sometimes we reach a crossroads and if you've lived very long, you've reached a crossroad and it feels like this, it's not in the natural, but you're looking down the right and you're looking down the left thinking, which way should I go? I'm not sure. Can I tell you that God wants to help you make the decision? The Bible says this, that he knows the end from the beginning. That means he knows exactly the direction you should go. He knows exactly, I don't like detours. I don't like making mistakes. I want to know everything that God has has for me and he's here to guide you the last thing that he is and I'm done is he is your friend he is your friend 2 Corinthians 13 14 says this 
the amazing grace of the Master Jesus Christ. Come on, how many of you are thankful for God's Jesus' amazing grace? Amen. The extravagant love of God the Father. Amen. And the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with all of you. Isn't that amazing that he explains, Paul explains, that Jesus' grace is God's love and it's the Holy Spirit's friendship. Isn't that simple? I love this. And I, and I battled with this, church, because I understand that pe- there's some of you, you've been in, in weird services. But I don't think the Holy Spirit's weird. And the reason why I don't think the Holy Spirit's weird is because nowhere in the Bible does it show him being weird. Jesus says this. He's a helper. He's an advocate. He's an intercessor. Come on. He's a comforter. He's a counselor. He's a strengthener. And he's somebody who will come alongside you and stand by you when nobody else will. Stand on your feet. At The Church RC, we aim to help you encounter Jesus. If you want to further connect with us, you can find us online at thechurchrc.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at thechurchrc. If you have a story to share about how God is moving in your life, you can email us at amen at thechurchrc.com.